Hello and welcome to the Strikeout Central podcast. I am your host, Michael, and it is the off-season in the middle of the lockout, with season three of the podcast now underway with this episode. In addition to the podcast, please follow the blog at www.strikeoutcentral.blogspot.com for daily baseball posts. Since we are in the midst of a lockout, there is not much current news to report on, but MLB and the Players Association are scheduled to meet on Thursday, their first meeting since the lockout began, to discuss major economic proposals for a new CBA, which is why the lockout is in effect to begin with. Outside of that meeting, Buck Showalter was hired as manager of the Mets, and Mark Kotze was promoted from third base coach to manager of the Oakland A's, but there has been no other news to report on. It is now time to welcome our guest to the podcast, and this time it is left-handed pitcher in the Los Angeles Angels organization, Kenny Rosenberg. How are you doing today? Hey, what's going on? Thanks for having me on. I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Uh, so we'll start off with this. Uh, you were taken in December in the minor league rule five draft by the Angels. Uh, how does it feel as a California native going home to uh, play for the Angels, especially because you're coming from the Rays organization? Yeah, it's it's a great feeling. Um, you know, I love my time with the Rays, um, but definitely for convenience sake, first of all, um, you know, the Arizona spring training and the West Coast affiliates um, is great. And, um, you know, being able to, you know, potentially play in Anaheim, um, you know, very close to where we spend our off seasons is, is super exciting. All right. So you were taken by the Rays out of college at California State University, Northridge. Uh, so what, what was it like to, um, first of all, get drafted in the MLB? And um, what, you pick one thing that you learned while you were in college uh, that has been the most helpful to you so far in the pros? Yeah, um, you know, obviously being a baseball player growing up, you know, you always dream about that day and getting drafted and, and getting that opportunity. And, um, you know, I was widely overlooked going into college and, and while I was there for a few years. And so um, to get that opportunity after a lot of, you know, hard work and, and um, you know, sacrifices made behind the scenes, it was definitely, it was definitely a huge day for me. Um, but uh yeah, I think the one thing probably that I learned in college was that, you know, that draft and, and any sort of successes that you have are just kind of, oh, sorry about that. Um, the, the draft and, and any sort of awards or accolades that you come across in your career, those are all just kind of stepping stones to the ultimate goal of, of becoming a major league baseball player. And, and um, you know, just the daily work that you have to put in and being consistent with that. Um, you know, people say trust the process. Um, and, you know, that couldn't be more true. You, you do have to just put your head down and get to work and you stack up enough small victories, then, you know, you end up getting the big ones. And you talked about how you were overlooked heading into college. So did you get drafted at all before you went to college or what's called the only option? No, I, I actually didn't have any, you know, draft interest at all I talked to like one scout um 
and I didn't have any division one scholarship offers either. Um, I walked on it at Northridge my freshman year and um, was never was never a scholarship guy. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't have any any sort of MLB interest until my my third year there. Okay. Um, so at college last year, I believe you were a starting pitcher, did some relief pitching, um, have started in the minor leagues. Um, so what's it like to transition from starting games at the college level to starting games at the pro level? Like how big of a difference is it in terms of the competition? Yeah, I mean, the competition speaks for itself. Each level you go up, it gets, you know, significantly more difficult to succeed um, just because of the talent and the, the knowledge of the players. Um, you know, that chess match becomes a lot harder. They're smarter hitters. They're physically more gifted. Um, and they, they have more experience, right? So, um, you know, the college guys, a lot of them relatively inexperienced you know, first couple of years of playing competitively, really, because high school baseball doesn't necessarily have that cat and mouse game that that's so great about pitching. Um, you know, it's very um, stuff oriented. Like if you throw 90, you're going to get guys out no matter what. Whereas when you get to low A, that's not true. Um, but yeah, I think the biggest learning curve for me was just figuring out a good routine. And, um, you know, that's especially true bouncing around from the bullpen to starting. You have to figure out the nuances of each and what makes you ready to pitch um, in both uh, circumstances. Um, and that's an ongoing process. You know, I'm still learning, you know, I'm still adding and subtracting things year to year. And you talk about uh, both starting and relieving. Um, obviously you've done both. Um, which one, I guess, if you had to pick which one um, would, do you like to do, better than the other one and have is there been any indication of if you're going to be a starter or a relief pitcher this season um yeah i prefer starting um mainly because i'm confident in my ability to get guys out multiple times right whereas a reliever you're facing guys once you, you may go a little bit more than once through the order if you're a long relief guy like i was this past year um but yeah, I prefer starting. I like having the ball in my hand. I like the the rhythm that I'm able to get into. I like the um, solidity of the of the schedule that I'm on. You know, every five days, um, and, and just knowing you know what I have to do that day. Whereas relieving, you don't know if you're going to pitch, so you have to prepare with a lot of unknowns, and that's hard to do. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the Angels have planned for me. Um, they haven't been explicit in saying, Hey, you're going to do this. And I don't think they know either. I think there is, um, you know, a lot of kind of openness in their, in their pitching staff where the, they have roles that are defined for some guys like a, like an Otani, like, you know, he's going to be in the rotation. He's going to throw every, you know, five or six, whatever it is days in, in his rotation. And, you know, some of the other guys that have had some success that, that have pretty solidified roles, but, um, I think it kind of remains to be seen how they're going to be able to best use me at the major league level. Um, and it may be different than how they use me initially at the minor league level. So I kind of just have to be open to, to doing whatever on the fly. Okay. And so in the rule five drafts, uh, you were taken in the 
triple-A phase, is that correct? Uh, yeah, that's, I guess, um, that's my understanding, yeah. Okay. So last season, 2021, three different leagues. Uh, four and, you had a four-and-one record, 2.81 ERA, uh, through a total of 41 and two-thirds innings pitched. Um, solid numbers, I, I will admit. You had, had a pretty good season. Um, so I guess taking that and the season you had, um, how are you looking to sort of try to continue that as you go into not, not just AAA in 2022, but also a whole new, even a whole new farm system? Yeah, uh, it's a good question. Um, you know, every year you try to get a little bit better and improve on some things um, from the past year. And, you know, I missed um, all of 2020 uh, because of COVID. And then I missed the first half of 21 because of, uh, you know, a minor injury. Um, and so, you know, it was a relatively small sample size than what I'm used to getting um, in throwing, you know, only 41 innings where I think I threw like 140 in 2019. Um, so like, you know, first of all, I'd like to build on my workload from last year and get back to a more normal amount of innings. Um, and, you know, I, I think being in a new organization and um, pitching in a different league and having, you know, completely different teammates, catchers that I've never thrown to before, um, you know, that's that's all going to be somewhat of a process that just uh, I'm going to have to familiarize myself with my teammates and, and the, the coaching staff and um, I've already started to do that with, with the staff um, in the bits of communication that I have had. Um, but yeah, it's ongoing. You know, I mean, even at the major league level, you're just always, there's always players coming in and out and there's, there's turnover with the staff, like you've seen with the angels over the last few years in the front office. And um, you know, you, communication is key. You just have to, to be upfront and honest about certain things, even if it's a difficult conversation to have, like if you're, if you're struggling or, or what have you. So um, yeah, I'm definitely excited to, to start that and, and start building those relationships within the org. Oh, that's incredible. Um, so kind of one, one question I've kind of thought of, I think would be kind of cool. Um, since you've been in pro ball, so since you've been drafted, um, I know you're in the minor leagues, but has there been, some sort of like a well, like a welcome to the NFL moment, but like in baseball and like, if there was, what was it? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, probably I would think like my first big league camp this past year um, would be a really good way to sum that up. Um, you know, like I said, obviously my first, um, my first taste of that um, being in spring training with, with the major league team, um, coming off of a world series run nonetheless. And, um, my first outing, they brought me in, we were playing the Red Sox and I, they brought me in the middle of an inning pitcher before me was struggling and I couldn't get out of the inning, they had to roll it. Um, and you know, I, I didn't pitch well at all. I wasn't throwing strikes. I walked a couple guys and I was definitely, you know, not ready um, mentally more than anything for that. It had been a while since I pitched in a real game and, you know, whatever other excuses that I could have made, um, you know, I just, I wasn't ready. And I ended up getting two more outings and I got, you know, significantly better each time I went out in my last, um, major league spring training outing, you know, I had first and third, nobody out. 
bottom of the ninth up by one run. And, you know, it's a spring training game, but for me, that's, you know, that's game seven of the world series because that's, that's the only opportunity I get. And I struck out the side, saved the game. And um, like I, I got reassigned to minor league camp after the game. So I would say that was probably my most uh, welcome to the league moment, even though it was just spring training. Oh, no, absolutely. Um, and you talked about, you talked a little bit about um, coming into big league camp after obviously not having a season in 2020. What was that like? You know, you're showing up on your first day, your first big league camp, and you're coming off having not pitched since the end of 2019. Yeah. I mean, it was easy for me from a, um, like a comfort comfortability standpoint because I knew a ton of the guys um, I played with a lot of them um, in the minors and in spring trainings prior. And I knew like almost all the staff just from being in the organization for so long. Um, so it was a pretty easy transition for me to make um, in that way. But as far as like the actual games and playing and performing, it had been a long time. And that's what I kind of referenced before about how it was hard pitching, you know, in a real game environment. Um, for the first time in a long time. And that took a little bit of adjusting, um, you know, and then especially after I got hurt and I was out for, for a few months, by the time I got back to um, pitching in real games, I, I had to readjust. Um, but as far as, you know, actually being in camp with those guys, the, the Rays do such a great job, you know, all the players are so welcoming and, and they're just good guys. So it, it was a pretty, pretty smooth transition. All right. All right. Um, so we'll, we'll wrap it up here um, with, obviously we got a lockout going on. Um, you're in the minor leagues. You're not on the angels 40 man roster. So it doesn't affect minor league schedule or your schedule, but I mean, do you just have any thoughts on like what, like, cause the people above you are like kind of, they're, they're locked out right now. They're kind of in a stalemate. I mean, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I, mean, I think it's unfortunate that it's come to this. Um, you know, this is these um, labor agreements and, and negotiations are super important for the future of the game. Um, you know, you only get to do this every couple of years, and there's a lot of things that both parties want. Um, I really hope that they can come to uh, an agreement and find a middle ground sooner than later for the sake of the game. But, um, you know, the MLBPA, uh, does a great job and you know each representative from from the teams uh, they care right and so if there is a lockout um, into the season rather um, I just think everyone should know that it is for good reason and that the players aren't the ones necessarily um, you know instigating the lockout per se it's not our decision we're just kind of our hands are forced to an extent um, but that what we're fighting for and what, what the players want. Um, you know, it's not about greed. It's not just about money. It's very complex. There's a lot of issues. And the last thing we want to do is have this eat away into our season. You know, we love what we do and we don't want to have this affect the season any less than the fans do. So um, yeah, that would be my message on that. All right. Uh, good stuff. Uh... That's going to be our podcast for this time with Angel's left-handed pitcher, Kenny Rosenberg. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. That was, that was a nice, easy one. Good questions.
Thank you for listening to this Not Locked Out episode of the Strikeout Central podcast. Be sure to follow Kenny on Twitter at krosenberg22 as a thanks for hopping on the podcast. If you would like to read about baseball news by the day as it happens, then check out the Strikeout Central website at www.strikeoutcentral.blogspot.com for daily baseball posts. Stay tuned for the next episode coming soon. I'm your host, Michael. Have a good day and Happy New Year.